This is a Bloomberg Quick Take. Context and background on issues of interest. Our focus is on how faking videos became easy and why that's so scary with Bloomberg's Jeremy Kahn. The situation. Unfortunately, it's gotten very easy to create uh, these things that are called deep fakes. Uh, a deep fake is a, is a fake video that is created using a particular kind of machine learning or, or artificial intelligence. Um, and it basically, you can take a lot of, uh, if you have a, a decent library of existing images of someone, uh, you can take those images and then manipulate them in such a way that you can uh, fake a video pretty easily. You can put words literally into someone's mouth. You can do things like uh, put someone's head on somebody else's body pretty easily uh, in ways that we couldn't do before. I mean, before you could kind of fake videos, but it it was maybe more apparent to the viewer that the video uh, had been manipulated. These appear very realistic. Now, how recent a development is this? Uh, is this a technology breakthrough, or is it simply improving existing technology? Well, uh, video fakes have been with us for a long time. However, these particular things called deep fakes, they use a particular artificial intelligence technique. They're called generative adversarial networks that are used to create these things. And that is actually a fairly new uh, technology. Uh, it's really only invented in the last three years. And deep fakes have really only surfaced in the last two years. And there were the first examples were actually um, in uh, fake uh, pornographic videos that where they would put a kind of celebrity's face uh, ahead on, on the body uh, from some kind of pornographic video. And, and these things kind of spread virally across the Internet. But, but since then, we've seen lots of other examples in different settings. And there's quite a lot of concern that um, these kind of deep fake videos could be used to sort of create fake news on steroids, if you will, um, news accounts that seem incredibly realistic of things that never happened. The background. You know, people are creating them. They are not very easy to detect. Uh, the technology itself is out there. In fact, there are there are open source programs that you can download for free that will help people with very little technical skill to create these things. At the moment, it, it's sort of uh, it's very hard to imagine how you would stop these things. Uh, people are working on technology that would help us to detect them. It seems that uh, there are certain clues in some of these uh, videos, particularly. Uh, one of the big clues is people tend not to blink as often as they would naturally. So um, various computer researchers, computer scientists, are working on techniques for detecting these, and it might be that we could train an artificial intelligence algorithm to detect these things. As much as these are created by uh, artificial intelligence, it may be that artificial intelligence is the answer here, that, that we will train an algorithm uh, that it, we get very good at detecting these things, and then it could warn us that, hey, this video has been manipulated. But short of that, it's very hard to figure out how you would stop this. Yeah, what about the big technology and social media companies? Are they weighing in on this issue? Uh, well, they have it, sort of obliquely uh, voiced some concerns about about this technology. A number of them are part of a, a thing called the Partnership uh, on AI, um, and, and it's looking at a lot of the issues around ethics, and they have uh, put out some reports where they've raised concerns about how uh, the technology could be abused. And they are certainly, uh, in some cases, supporting the academic researchers who are working on better ways of detecting these things. Um, but uh, at the moment, they have not, you know, there's not really a solution, as I said. The argument. Yeah, I mean, if we're already really concerned about the extent to which people can be manipulated with fake stories, biased stories, and I think, uh, you know, 
the old adage, you know, seeing is believing. Well, video just sort of adds a whole other element to this. Now you're not reading something that's untrue. You're actually maybe watching an event that seems, you know, to be real news footage, but may be completely fabricated. And, and I think that raises uh, the potential for manipulation to another level. And I think, you know, a lot of people are very concerned about this. It's actually one of the reasons that the uh, U.S. Department of Defense, they are actually um, offering money to people to help develop tools to help detect these things and to counter them, because I think they're very concerned. Uh, you know, we've seen these attempts by various government entities, to, uh, including uh, Russia, to, you know, uh, interfere in elections and to manipulate public sentiment. I think they're worried that these deepfakes could become, in the future, a tool uh, for uh, information warfare. Is this a growing problem? Yes, I, it definitely is. As I said, I mean, there's, um, there seem to be more and more of these deepfakes out there. We have not yet seen the really um, dangerous kind of cases of uh, people using them to manipulate public opinion, but there certainly is that potential, and people are very worried about that. And to be clear, though, this is not necessarily, doesn't have to be, a complete negative. Clearly, among movie makers, for example, there, there can be some positive uses for these fakes. Yes. Yeah, so there could be some positive uses of the technology. You're right. You mentioned movie creation. Uh, you could use it to create all kinds of content that would not uh, be designed to manipulate uh, people. And even the first couple, you know, kind of use cases of this, they were more like I would put in the category of pranks or kind of internet jokes. Um, they weren't really designed to, to mislead people. There's also a Scottish firm called SiriProc that has used it to create digital voices for people who've lost their own voices through various diseases. And there's been attempts to sort of clone the voices of historical figures for educational purposes. Oh, that's also been somewhat controversial because, again, you're creating almost like a fake version of history. But, but there's certainly uh, cases in the entertainment sphere and perhaps in the educational sphere and perhaps in some very specific, you know, healthcare uses um, where this could be a positive. For more on faking videos or other quick takes, go to Bloomberg.com or for terminal customers, go to NIQuick. I'm Charlie Pellet, Bloomberg Radio.